Page 40, page 40, Crisis Over the Jewish Law. By the time Paul and Barnabas finished the first missionary journey, the Christian community at Jerusalem had supposedly accepted the fact that the way would be open to Gentiles as well as Jews. But the issue never really seemed to go away. It flared up particularly around the issue of exactly what would be expected of the Gentiles entering the church, such as those in Antioch. Although the Gentile Christians were not Jews, would they be obligated to keep the Jewish law in effect becoming Jews? Dietary laws and the requirement of circumcision. On a visit to Antioch, Peter discovered that the Gentile converts there ate food forbidden by the Jewish law, for example, pork and shellfish. In the first century, meals were considered very important in human relations. People who ate together shared their lives just as they shared food at the table. Thus, meals were signs of unity. The members of the small Christian community in Antioch enjoyed having meals together. Peter joined them. As it had happened earlier, a group of Jewish Christians from Jerusalem reprimanded Peter for eating with Gentiles. He was breaking the law that forbade Jews to eat with non-Jews. This was a serious charge against the man designated as leader of the apostles. Dietary laws were not the only controversial issue. The Jerusalem delegation of Christians insisted that the male Gentile Christians be circumcised. All Christians, according to the Jerusalem group, had to observe the entire Jewish law. Shock ran through the Antioch community. In 15 years of its existence as a Christian community, no one had made this demand. In effect, the Jerusalem group was saying that biblical laws were even more important than faith in Jesus. Peter must have immediately grasped the gravity of the situation. The Gentiles would never accept obedience to the Jewish law as a prerequisite to becoming believers in Jesus and active members of the way. The work of Peter, Paul, Barnabas, Philip, and all the other missionaries would be destroyed. Most importantly, didn't Jesus come to save all who would believe, even if they did not follow the Jewish law? The issue had to be settled finally. Page 41. A man of action, Paul lost no time in bringing the issue before the whole Christian community in Antioch. As might have been expected, the Jerusalem group turned against Paul as well. Arguments followed. After more wrangling, the Antioch Christians sent Paul and Barnabas to talk to the leaders in Jerusalem about the problem. The Council of Jerusalem, a turning point for Christianity. The Christians in Jerusalem called a meeting about the question of the Gentiles not observing the Jewish law. The Council of Jerusalem, held in 50 CE, would later be called the first official church council, that is, a gathering of the leaders of the church to decide on major issues of doctrine or religious practice debate and discussion. Sorry, decision. At the Council of Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas described their work among the Gentiles, stressing the enthusiasm and faith of the people who had turned away from their idols and converted to belief in Jesus and the one true God. One group at the meeting insisted that everybody, including Gentile converts, had to keep the law that was given to Moses. After lengthy debate, Peter stood up and addressed the council. You know that in the early days, God made a choice among you that I should be the one through whom the Gentiles would hear the message of the good news and become believers. And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, he has made no distinction between them and us. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as the Gentiles will. Page 42. 
James, the head of the Jerusalem community, supported Peter and proposed a solution that was accepted by the assembly and then stated in a letter to the Gentile Christians. The letter assured the Christians of Antioch, Syria, and Asia Minor that they had only to do what was essential for the followers of Jesus. They did not have to observe the complete Jewish law, and circumcision was not required of them. The communities were thus asked to live together in peace. Thus, it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what is strangled and from fornication. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. The Gentiles gladly accepted these conditions and rejoiced at the encouragement the decision gave them. Conflict resolved, essentials defined. A major rift in the community had been healed, and as a result, Paul was completely free to speak about Jesus to Gentiles everywhere. Perhaps most important, the essential criterion for being a Christian had been defined. The criterion was belief in Jesus Christ which did not include adherence to the Jewish law. The decision made at the Council of Jerusalem represented a major turning point in the history of the church's development. It was a turning point that eventually would enable the church to spread throughout the world. Soon Gentiles outnumbered Jews in the Christian communities. The Christian congregations began to develop their own non-Jewish identity. As Paul would say in one of his letters, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Page 62. The breach widens. Although tension did exist between the first Christians and the Jewish leadership, the separation between Jewish Christians and the majority of Jews did not become pronounced until 62 CE. That was when James, the leader of the Christians in Jerusalem, was arrested by that Jewish high priest for blasphemy, thrown from the roof of the temple, and then stoned to death. During the next four years, many Christians fled Jerusalem and settled in a Gentile town about 60 miles away. Meanwhile, strong rebellious feelings against the Roman Empire were swelling among the Jews in Jerusalem, a matter of survival. In 66 CE, a group of Jews at the temple committed an official act of rebellion against the Roman Empire by discontinuing the daily sacrifice to Emperor Nero. Shortly after, a massive Roman army attacked Jerusalem. For four years, Jerusalem held out, but finally, in the year 70, the Roman army took the city and levied, leveled the temple. With the center of Judaism gone and thousands of Jews killed or imprisoned, it seemed that Israel as a nation would disappear forever. If Judaism as a religion was to survive, it had to be unified. Conformity of belief was required. Thus, when in a few years after the fall of Jerusalem, the synagogues no longer welcomed the non-conforming Christians. The Jewish Christians who had followed the law all their life were hurt and angered by this rejection. In the year 90, as part of the effort to unify Judaism, the Jewish leadership settled on the canon of official Jewish sacred scriptures. The break between Jews and Christians was final. And, as often happens when one people who were once close begin to exclude one another, distrust, bitterness, and even hatred too often took the place of love. <laughs>